0: Hello, this is uh, Bishop Christopher Mukwabvi, Senior Pastor at Living Hope Church, Pentecostal Assemblies of God, Zambia. I want to welcome you to this uh, podcast as uh, you listen to this message. Our goal here is to preach a holistic message that will bring total transformation to our lives. God bless you as you listen to the message. Greetings in the name of Jesus. Amen. It's good to be in the house of the Lord this morning. Amen. Amen. Once upon a time, once upon a time, some lady died and went to heaven. When she reached heaven, she found Apostle Peter standing by the door. She said, welcome to heaven, but before I allow you in, I want you to spell a word, any word, and you have to spell it correctly, because if you don't, I'll send you back. So she thought of a word, and she spelled the word love, L-O-V-E. Then Peter said, welcome in. A few minutes later, the husband popped in. Actually, before the husband popped in, Peter told her, oh, stand by the door for me. Uh, Do what I've I've been doing. And then he left. And then she was standing by the door and the husband popped, boom, a few minutes. Ah, you are here, what happened? Oh, I had a heart attack. Ah, okay, there's a rule here. For you to enter, you have to spell a word. You have to spell a word. And I'll give you which word to spell. Then the husband, the husband, oh, bring it on! And she said, "Spell the word Czechoslovakia." <laughs> I'll ask you to stand for the reading of the Word of God. <laughs> <laughs> Acts chapter six. We are going to read from verse one to eight. I'm going to ask the Hope Media to give me. NIV. NIV version if you have it. I prefer that one. <clears throat> I don't like complicating my life. E u who likes <laughs> thou 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 thee thee thou King James version. If I had King James version I can backslide because I hear nothing. NIV. And the Bible reads, in those days When the number of disciples was increasing, the Hellenistic Jews among them complained against the Hebrew Jews because their their widows were being overlooked in the daily distribution of food. So the twelve gathered all the disciples together and said, it would not be right for us to neglect the ministry of the word of God in order to wait on tables. Brothers and sisters, choose seven men from among you who are known to be full of the spirit and wisdom. We will turn this responsibility over to them, and we will give our attention to prayer and the ministry of the word. Verse 5. This proposal pleased the whole group. They chose Stephen, a man full of faith and of the Holy Spirit, and also Philip, Prochorus, Nicanor, Timon, Parmenas, and Nicholas from Antioch, a convert of Judaism. They presented these men to the apostles who prayed and laid their hands on them. So the word of God spread, the number of disciples in Jerusalem increased rapidly, and a large number of priests became obedient to the faith. Now, Stephen, a man full of God's grace and power, performed great wonders. And signs among the people. This is the reading of the Word of God. We can take our seats. We have already prayed. Our theme this year, as Pentecostal Assemblies of God, is a call to harvest. And our theme scripture is taken from Luke chapter 10, verses 1 to 3. I remember Bishop at the beginning of the year in the month of January, he labored just to make us understand what this is all about. So I'd like to read that scripture as well, Luke, Luke 10, verses 1 to 3, so that we are in sync, we are in line with what is happening. Amen. After this, the Lord appointed 72 others and sent them two by two ahead of him to every town and place where he was about to go. He told them, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest field. Go, I am sending you out like lambs among wolves. Hallelujah. That's where we are as Pentecost Assemblies of God. We are being called to go and harvest. And my sub theme this morning is equipping equipping laborers for harvest. Equipping laborers for harvest. You and I are the laborers. Amen. organize myself, you know, these gadgets. Very nice to use. But sometimes they can fail us. Effective laborers are required in the harvest field. I'm on introduction. Effective laborers are required in the harvest field. When you go harvesting, we have heard... Uh, Mom told us in the morning that pastor is busy harvesting beans. Hallelujah, bishop is harvesting beans. So, apart from from harvesting uh, men, he's also harvesting beans. Effective laborers are required in the harvest field. You are not going to take laborers, if you're harvesting, you're not going to take laborers that are not effective. You have to be, they have to be effective in order for you to save time. Amen. Every laborer needs to go in the harvest field prepared to harvest. You don't go in the harvest field. Uh, I remember some time back when we'd go in the, in the field with grandma, we'd carry a, a, a pot a match, and, and a box of matches. The first thing we'd do is gets maybe if you're harvesting groundnuts, you get a few and put in the pot. While it's boiling, you are busy harvesting. Now, that's not the laborer I need, whose focus is on eating what they are harvesting before they finish the work. Every laborer needs to go in the harvest field prepared to harvest. Your mindset should be that of harvesting. Amen. Laborers need to carry the necessary tools required for harvest. Hallelujah. You don't go in the harvest field, you have left your sickle at home. You have left your, ho- your hoe at home when you get in the harvest field. That's why they say, ah, I've left my Kambwiri. I need to go back. No, no, no. Laborers need to carry the necessary tools required for harvest. I believe in the, even the pot that we used to carry was part of the equipment needed for us to harvest. Amen. <clears throat> Laborers, for any mission to be successfully executed, adequate preparation must be in place. Hallelujah. Uh, When we go to the farm and we're harvesting maize, uh, we will make sure we have a a barn built where we are going to store the maize. Uh, Unfortunately, at our farm, we do the temporal ones, which are usually eaten by termites, at the end of the year. So you have to build a new one every time you're harvesting. Hallelujah. So you you prepare, uh, you prepare uh, adequately for you to be successful in in, in harvesting. Uh, Luke 14 verse 28 to 30, Jesus is telling uh, a story. Uh, He's asking his disciples say, for which of you intending to build a tower does not sit down first and count the cost, whether he has enough to finish it. Verse twenty-nine. Lest after he, he has laid uh, the foundation, this is and he is not able to finish all. All who see it begin to mock him. Hallelujah. Uh, hope me I requested for NIV. So, so, you need to prepare, okay? Calculate the cost, amen? Calculate the cost. What is the cost of going in the harvest field? Prepare yourself. You have to be prepared mentally. Amen, somebody? You need to calculate the cost. What will it require for me to harvest? Hallelujah. The apostles had taken over the work of preaching the gospel from where Jesus left, okay? When we we read in chapter 6, this was after now Jesus had already ascended to heaven and the apostles had taken over the gospel from the preaching of the gospel from where Jesus had left. After the ascension of Christ and the upper room experience, the church began to expand in number, okay? They began to grow. Uh, and we can find that in Acts chapter 2 verse 47b we are not going to read it in the interest of time but the church began to grow so when we get to chapter 6 it has grown and some people are being neglected in terms of uh, receiving food portion that is the the widows because it had become uh, the church had become uh, big it had swelled in number. Okay. A lot of people heard the gospel and believed in Christ. As the church grew, so did the needs. Okay. As the church grows, even needs begin to grow. In order for laborers to effectively go in the harvest field, we need to be equipped with necessary tools for harvest. Hallelujah. As laborers, as we go in the harvest field, we need to be equipped with the necessary tools for harvest. And this morning I want to submit to you the tools that we will need for harvest. Number 1, dedicate your life to the study of the word. Number 1, dedicate your life your life to the study of the word. In Acts chapter 6 verses 2 to 4, the Bible says, so the the 12 gathered All the disciples together and said, it will not be right for us to neglect the ministry of the word of God in order to wait on tables. Brothers and sisters, choose seven men from among you who are known to be full of the spirit and wisdom. We will turn this responsibility over to them. And we will give our attention to prayer and ministry of the word. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want to submit to you this morning that Jesus is the word of God. Jesus is the word of God. John chapter 1, verses 1 to 3 say so. In the beginning was the word. And the word was with God. And the word was God. And nothing that was made was made without the word. The Bible does not say and it was with God. He said, "He was with God," signifying a person. Hallelujah. Verse fourteen. pass in my verse. Verse fourteen. John chapter one, verse fourteen. Excuse me. John fourteen, John one, verse fourteen says, "And the Word became flesh." And dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory. The glory of the one and only. Who came from the father. Full of grace and truth. So Jesus is the word of God. When you take time to read the word of God. When you take time to study the word of God. You are interacting with the person of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When we read the word of God, we are interacting with Jesus. He gives us his thoughts. He he, he gives us what he, he is about, what the father is about. That is why we need this word. Take time to read the word of God. I prefer reading the word of God in the morning. I've tried both. I've tried reading the word at night. I've tried reading the word of God in the morning. But I think it's more effective for me when I read the word of God in the morning. Because in the night, when I read the word of God in the night, I am tired. The following morning, sometimes I would forget what I was reading about in the word of God. But in the morning, it always stays in my head. I'm not dictating to you what time you should read the word of God. The emphasis here is read and study. The word of God. The two are different. Reading is different from studying. Studying, you are examining. Studying, you are searching. Studying, you are seeking. Seeking to understand. But reading, you're just going to go through. Both are important. Hallelujah. The word of God cleanses us. Hallelujah. I'm going to read Ephesians chapter 5, verse 26. Hope me, just give me Ephesians chapter 5, verse 26. In John 17, verse 8, Jesus was praying for the disciples and he says, Father, they are already clean because of your word." Hallelujah. In Ephesians 5, verse 26, to make her holy, he's talking about the church, you and I, to make her holy, cleansing her By the washing with water through the word. So the word of God cleanses us. The word of God washes us. This word of God, as we read it, as we study it, we begin to see the dark spots in our lives and we begin to work on them because of the word of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The word of God is full of life and spirit. Jesus told the people say the word he was telling his disciples the word I have spoken to you that's in John chapter 6 verse uh, 38 the words uh, 63 the words okay, let me read it the spirit gives life the flesh comes for nothing. the words I have spoken to you are spirit and they are life. Amen. So this word of God it is life it is spirit. Hallelujah. It is not the word of God is not like a novel, Shakespeare. You are reading about Shakespeare. Shakespeare won't change you. But this word of God will change you. Because it is life and it is spirit. Amen, somebody. The word of God is alive and active. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 12. The word of God is alive And it is active. Can I have that verse? For the word of God is living and active. Sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit. Joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. Hallelujah. I told the story in the morning of some lady who came with her boyfriend to church. And as the man of God was preaching, after the service, the boyfriend was very annoyed with his girlfriend. So, everything I do you told your pastor. <laughs> no, I didn't. No. How did you know about the things I do? The man of God was just preaching the word of God. But because it is alive and active, it went penetrated to the soul of that boyfriend. Hallelujah. I'm sure even us here have experienced this. Where you are seated and the word of God is being preached. And it sounds like this person is just talking to you. It is because this word is alive and active. Hallelujah. There are even scriptures some of us will stand on. Because we study the word there are certain scriptures we have chosen, we have possessed them, we have made them our own. Amen. Hallelujah, <laughs> Hallelujah. The other time we went as couples at Legacy, Legacy Lodge, the first thing I noticed when I entered, when we were entering the hall, there's this big placard written Isaiah sixty-one. Verse 1, I think up to 6, and it is quoted, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. He has anointed me to preach the good news to the poor, to proclaim the year of the favor of the Lord. And it went on and on. So while I was looking at it, I realized that the man behind Liga, that's the verse that has been leading him. You know what, Ligas, what they do? They get children from the compounds, poor children from the compounds, and educate them. Hallelujah. They teach them the word of God and they teach them academics. They teach them also skills. So the man personalized that scripture and made it his own. Hallelujah. When we study the word of God, there are verses that usually pop out from the Bible that will minister to you personally. That's how active and alive the word of God is. And that is why I'm begging you to start studying the word of God. Hallelujah. You see, the word of God should be absorbed in us. Saturate yourself with the word of God. I don't know how many verses I know by heart. But there are a number of them. Hallelujah. Saturate yourself with the word of God. When you get a sponge, throw it in water. When you remove it from the water, you can put it on this surface. It won't look wet. I'm talking about that material they use for making mattress or the cushion. That kind of sponge. When you put it in water and put it on the surface, it won't look wet. Actually, I'm reminded one time I was walking in town and it had rained. So these uh, cowboys, they got a sponge. They got a sponge. It looked like a stone. And put it in the, in the middle of the water there. So everyone who was coming, they get ready to step on the stone. So they step on the corridor. And they go straight in the water. Chap, and the cowboys would laugh (laughs) so what I'm saying is let us be saturated with the word of God like the sponge we won't see that you have the word of God in you but when pressure comes when you squeeze the sponge the water stored in it it begins to come out when pressure comes to you, the word of God is what is supposed to come out of you. Because you are saturated with the word of God. Hallelujah. Some of us, when we are, when we are, we are stepped on, our toes are stepped on, what comes out of our mouth first is the F word. No. Saturate yourself with the word of God. Such that when somebody steps on your toes, you say, God bless you. Hallelujah. Amen, somebody. I know some people are relating. God deliver you. (laughs) Elijah knew the word of God. That is why his prayers were effective. Hallelujah. Elijah, he was a prophet. Help me there. Give me that verse. 1 Kings chapter 17, verse 1. Introduces him, he says, Now Elijah the Tishbite from Tishbe in Gilead said to Ab, As the Lord the God of Israel, lives whom I serve, there will be neither dew nor rain in the next few years, except at my word. The confidence, the confidence. Eh? You go before HH, His Excellency, and you just come and say, As long as I live, starting today, the dollar shall be costing at 40 kwacha, unless at my weight. And you walk out. The confidence. Where did he get the confidence? He read or he understood the scriptures. Leviticus 26. Verses 4. Can start from verse 3, but I'm interested in verse 4. Leviticus 26. This was God speaking. He's speaking to the Hebrews, to the Israelites. If you follow my decrees and are careful to obey my commands, verse 4 I will send you rain in its season. And the ground will yield its crops, and the trees of the field their fruit. So Elijah looked around him. He looked at the status quo. He realized that the Hebrews were not obeying God. They had turned their hearts away from God, and they had started worshiping Baal. It gave him the confidence, because he read the scripture that says, if they disobey, there will be no rain. God did not act on that scripture, but Elijah went and declared to the king that there will be no rain unless at my word. Why? Because he understood the word. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm reminded of 1 John 5, verse 15, which says, if we pray for anything according to his will, he will answer us. The key word there is his will. How do you know his will? You only know his will when you interact with him in the scriptures. Hallelujah. We move on. Number two. Devote yourself to prayer. If you are going to be an effective laborer, devote yourself to prayer. Hallelujah. My outline has disappeared. Come back in Jesus' name. Verses 4 of Acts. The Bible says, and we will give our attention to prayer and the ministry of the word. That's Acts chapter 6, verses 4. And we will, and we'll give our attention to prayer. And the Ministry of the Word. these were the apostles speaking. I'm encouraging every one of us this morning to devote ourselves to prayer. Like I said earlier, prayer and the word of God go hand in hand. You cannot, you cannot pray effectively if you don't know the word of God. Daniel was in exile. Daniel was in exile. And as he's reading the book of Jeremiah, he found a place where it says they are supposed to be in exile for 70 years. He looked at his watch. He looked at his calendar. They had been there over 70 years. They were still in exile. He decides to pray because he saw what was written in the scripture. Hallelujah. He began to pray. And an answer came to him. After 21 days, of course, he was praying and fasting. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Prayer. Pray the word of God. Hallelujah. Acts 1, verse 14. Acts 1, verse 14. I've already moved from that one. Go to 14. They all joined together, talking about the disciples, they all joined together constantly in prayer along with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and with his brothers. Constantly in prayer. Hallelujah. And when you look at these men, when you look at these men, these are men who performed signs and wonders because they were constantly in prayer. I attribute, to the, I attribute the power that they had. I attribute the signs and wonders that they had to the time they spent in prayer. Amen, somebody. Acts chapter 3 verse 1 tells the story of, let me have Acts chapter 3 verse 1. There are a lot of scriptures today, but I mean, I just have to, 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 to rest my case this morning. One day, Peter and John were going up to the temple at the time of prayer. At three in the afternoon. Fifteen hours. Hallelujah. Just this one. What I pick from that verse, they had a time of prayer. Hallelujah. In New King James Version, it says, at the hour of prayer. Do you have a time of prayer? Or do you only pray when you are under pressure? Hallelujah. One needs to have a time of prayer. And when I read my scriptures, Jesus says, Couldn't you watch just for an hour? In my understanding, the minimum he expects me to spend in prayer is one hour. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Do you have a time of prayer? What time have you dedicated to prayer? For you to be an effective laborer in the harvest field, you need to be a prayed up person. You need to interact with God in prayer. Hallelujah. Through dedication to prayer, the apostles performed signs and wonders. When you read the book of Acts, the whole book of Acts, you will realize that these apostles became very powerful. Such that even Peter's shadow could heal the sick. Shadow. Hallelujah. They spent time in prayer. They had an hour of prayer. They were dedicated to prayer. They devoted themselves to prayer. When they saw that waiting on tables was wasting their time, they could no longer concentrate on prayer and ministry of the word. They decided to choose seven deacons who were going to serve the tables. Now, can you imagine? They had to look for people who are full of the spirit, full of faith, just to come and wait on tables. I'm talking about going in the harvest field with them just serving tables, distributing food, they needed someone who was full of the Holy Spirit and the faith. Ah! Ah. Hallelujah somebody! Hallelujah! It is in prayer that you will meet with God. Hallelujah! You see, in this Christian walk, there's a time when you become born again. Hallelujah! but there's a time when you begin to grow when you are required to grow you only grow when you begin to pray have encounters with God great men of God are those who encountered God Paul the apostle encountered God on his way to Damascus and after that he has had many other encounters Some of the things that he learned from God, he has not revealed to us. He said, I was caught up in the heavenly realms. (laughs) Hallelujah. You and I can also be caught in the heavenly realms only if we dedicate ourselves to prayer. Devote ourselves to prayer. When was the last time you spent Some moments in prayer. When was the last time you had an encounter with God in prayer? You have prayed. You even feel light. You even feel like certain things have fallen off you because you were praying. When was the last time you had such an experience? When was the last time as you are praying, you see a vision or you hear a word? God God directs you to go to a scripture and read something. When was the last time? You dedicated yourself to prayer. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus. Mark 135. Very early in the morning. Jesus rose. And went in a solitary place. To pray. We rarely see him praying during the day. During the day. He would just speak. The word and it happens. Get up, take up your mat and go away. Not come, come, come. We'll pray for you. Hey, lie down like this. See now, let's lay hands. No. Take your mat and go. And the man takes up his mat. He's healed. But the power, the ability to do that, came from a place of prayer. The sick place. Hallelujah. Where you have encounters with God. Amen, somebody. Tell your neighbor, God is a bit tricky. Hallelujah. Tell your neighbor, Brother K is saying, God is a bit tricky. There are times, there are times when you go in the presence of God, or you or you at the time of prayer, you'll be there praying. You can't feel God. And then there are other times, the moment you just enter, you feel God. Amen. Hallelujah. Some of us get discouraged when we enter and we are praying, and it feels like your prayers are just hitting the ceiling and coming back to you then after five minutes, you leave the prayer room. You leave the place of prayer. No! Hold on! Endure! Keep at it! Hallelujah! That's what I'm saying. God is a bit tricky. Sometimes he wants to see how serious are you with seeking him. You're talking to him, he's looking the other way. You're talking to him, he's looking the other way. And then as you keep talking, he turns and begins to conversate with you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Devote yourselves to prayer. And at Living Hope Church, we are very poor in devoting ourselves to prayer. How many of us know that we meet on Fridays for prayer? We have a prayer service on Friday. Those who know, lift your hands up and to see them. (laughs) Praise the Lord. How many of you whose hands are lifted up come for the prayer meeting? Oh Lord. May God deliver us. Hallelujah. Show me a growing church and I'll show you a praying church. Hallelujah. You know when we read of great men and women of God like Catherine Kuhlman the service is starting at nine. The church is packed by zero 05. Eh? Because these are people who walked with God. They had communion with God. They had encounters with God. So their ministry was powerful. When they, they say Catherine Kuman is in town, the hall would be packed by zero 05. Because if you go after that, you won't have a seat. The woman is only coming to to minister at nine. If we dedicated ourselves to prayer as a church, this place would break this wall and start expanding because many will come. Hallelujah. Let me move. I'm passionate about prayer, so let me move. (laughs) Hallelujah. Number three. Desire to walk in power. Hallelujah. Desire to walk in power. When the when the spirit fills you, you will be full of God's grace and power. Acts chapter 6, verse 8. It says, Now Stephen, Stephen is one of those that were chosen to wait on the tables. Now Stephen, a man full of God's grace and power, performed great wonders and signs among the people. Desire to walk in power. This power we are talking about is not meant for a few individuals. It is meant for every believer. Stephen was just waiting on the tables. But we read there that he did Signs and wonders among the people. A waiter. Hallelujah. It is for everyone. And that's why I'm urging you, desire to walk in power. When you are full of power, you will perform signs and wonders. Amen. When you are full of power, you will perform signs and wonders. Signs and wonders are meant for unbelievers. Number one, they are meant for those that don't believe. So that when they see a sign and they wonder, they should believe. Number two, they are meant for those among us believers who are afflicted to set us free. From such afflictions. Hallelujah. I know among us who are seated here. There are some of us who are suffering from blood pressure. From diabetes. From I don't know what disease name it. You have even learned to to live with those diseases. I want you to begin to desire for power. Because as you desire for power. Those diseases will begin to fall off on their own. Because you are full of power. Hallelujah. If you can't pray for yourself, you can turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, knowing that your neighbor is full of power. Pray for me. This has to go. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus told his disciples to wait for the promise of the father. Luke 24 verse 49. Luke 24, 49. He says, I am going to send you what my father has promised. But stay in the city until you have been clothed with power from on high. Hallelujah. The promise that Jesus is talking about here is the Holy Spirit. Acts chapter 1 verse 8. Remember, the book of Acts and the book of Luke were written by one person. So, he sees it fit to talk about this uh, weighting of power in Luke and talk about it in the book of Acts. In Luke, he puts it at the end. In Acts, he he starts it at the beginning. So, if you want, when you read Luke chapter 1, the story ends in Acts 28. Read Acts 29, the last chapter. This Acts chapter 1 verse 8. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. So Zambia is found in the ends of the earth. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. In, in 24 verse 49, he tells them, I will send the, 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 the promise of the Father, and you will be endued or you will be clothed with power. Do not leave until you are clothed with power. You know what that meant." As long as they were not clothed with power, they were not allowed to leave that place. Some of us are too quick to run away from a, the place of prayer. And because of that, we miss the blessings meant for us. Tarry, So New King James Version says, Tari! Wait! Wait! Until you are clothed with power. Some of us think, They just went in that upper room, prayed two minutes, the rushing wind came, and they were filled with power. No, they tarried. They chilled. They waited until something happened. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When you are filled with power, You will speak the word of God with boldness. Hallelujah. Acts chapter 4 verse 31 says, After they prayed, the place where they were meeting was shaken. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke the word of God boldly. Some of us are scared of speaking the word of God because we are lacking power. What are they going to think of me if I started talking about the word of God in the, in the office, Hallelujah. But when you are filled with power, you say, Mr. Director, sir, while we are still waiting for the other officers to come, may I take these opportunity to share the word of God. Amen. Hallelujah. And you tell them, I love Jesus. I would also want you to join me in loving Jesus. What is he talking about? What is he talking about? Before they realize, they are convicted. (laughs) Hallelujah. When Jesus stood in Acts chapter 2, explaining what was happening at the day of Pentecost, I'm talking about boldness. The power will give you boldness. The same Peter who denied Jesus Three times. Do you know why he denied Jesus three times? He was afraid. He was scared of being crucified with Jesus. Hallelujah. Jesus told him, Peter, you know Peter was very zealous and he's one of my favorite disciples because among all the disciples he's the only one who walked on water. From Jesus' time to today, I've only heard of Peter walking on water before Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He told Jesus, "No, Lord, I can't run away from you. It will be like this." And then he told him, "I'm telling you." He prophesied to him, "I'm telling you. Before the cock crows, you will deny me three times." and walla, walla, Jesus. No, ine. He went and he saw. The time came. They all ran away. They all scattered. Jesus, I mean Peter, ran away, but he was watching from a distance, what was happening to his master. Surely this guy, was warming himself by the fire. Surely this guy was one of them. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. Another person came. Wasn't he one of them? was. The third person came also. He did after the third time. And then they met eyes with Jesus. And Peter felt very bad. Hallelujah. Now, the same Peter, after being endued with power, after receiving the Holy Spirit, he stands up to the very people who, who were accusing him or who were saying he's part of Jesus. He stood boldly and he began to speak to them. He began to explain the scriptures to them as he was explaining. People were convicted. The Bible says about 3,000 gave their lives that day. Hallelujah. Two things happened. One, Peter became bold. He spoke the word of God with boldness. Number two, the word he spoke because he was speaking under the anointing of the Spirit. They got convicted. Those arguments they used to have with them ended. Hallelujah. They started asking, What must we do to be saved? Hallelujah. It's the spirit that convicted them. It wasn't Peter's eloquence. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You see, I used to wonder uh, when, I, when I became born again. Uh, when I was at school, I would go to Antioch Assembly that is in Chongwe. And then when I'm on holiday, I'll go to Northmead. back in 1994. And then when I go to Northmead, I found uh, Pastor Amtemi. How many of you know Pastor Amtemi? He now pastors Chilanga Church. He stammers. So, I'm in church. This man is preaching and he's stammering. When I go home, I ask myself, all those people are seated and listening to him. No one is leaving because the man is stammering. And I will find myself going back there the following Sunday. Blessed. The man used to stammer. I don't know if he still stammers, but he used to stammer. What kept us glued was the power of the Holy Spirit that, was, that is upon him. Hallelujah. Desire, power. Amen, somebody? Hmm. Tell your neighbor, desire power. desire power. When you are full of power, when you receive power, you become an overcomer. You become an overcomer. Hallelujah. You see, there are times you, you, we, we declare things. We declare things. Someone is sick. Very sick. In my mind. As I out you. But that sixth sense. The Holy Spirit sense. Tells you these things are by faith. And you begin to declare. And you speak healing. In the name of Jesus. Before you realize. Somebody is healed. You become An overcomer. Hallelujah. Some of us are scared of witches. Hmm? Don't be scared of witches. They are just another power. Hallelujah. They are just another power. Their source of power is the devil. Our source of power is God himself. If the devil holds you arrest you, you can call upon God and God will deliver you. If God holds you, there's no one to call upon, no? Because he is the almighty God. All power belongs to him. Are you getting the difference? Hallelujah. So, when you are full of power, you become an overcomer. Sin will not master you. When you are full of power, you, 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 sin won't master you. Hallelujah. Father, in the name of Jesus, forgive me. I will never go back to drinking. I will never go back again to masturbation. In Jesus' name. Thank you. Amen. Two days later, Father, it's me again. I'm back. Forgive me. I put myself in the same scene again. When you have power. Sin won't master you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. As I conclude, allow God to use you by making yourself available. Allow God to use you by making yourself available. Be available. Be available for the word of God. Be available for prayer. Be available for, for to receive power. We read the apostles. They realized that serving the tables was not, was was drawing them away from the ministry of the word and prayer. They decided to appoint others to handle that. There are certain things that you also need to let go of so that you have time for prayer. Hallelujah. You see, there are times there, 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 there are times I watch TV Up 22, 22, 30. Then you want to pray, you are tired. You just lie on your bed and you sleep. But I'm telling you, it is important to cut off some of those things so that you have time for prayer. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Devote yourself to the study of the word. Colossians chapter 3 verse 16. I need that one. Let the word of God, oh sorry, of Christ, Dwell in you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom. And as you sing songs, hymns, and spiritual songs with gratitude in your hearts to God. Musicians, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. As you write those songs, they must be inspired by the Holy Spirit, by the word of God. Hallelujah. 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 I was telling people in the first service say, some of us have taken that verse so seriously that we have an audio Bible, we have the hard copy Bible, and we have Bibles on our gadgets so that wherever we are, in whatever we are doing, we are listening to the word of God. And remember, the Bible says, faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Devote yourselves to prayer. Romans 12, verse 12c. Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. Hallelujah. Faithful in prayer. I gave a story of Daniel. Daniel was a man who was dedicated to prayer. His his peers, his workmates, his colleagues could not find anything to pin him on because he was a man of integrity. The only place they could find had to do something with his God. And they said, oh king, make a decree that whoever prays to another God as be thrown in the long, lion, uh, den of lions. And they found Daniel praying to his God. And that's how they got him and threw him in the den of lions. How dedicated are we? How faithful are we to prayer? Some of us are so faithful to the gym that we don't miss any session. The same dedication you have for the gym May you have the same as for prayer. Friday, 18 hours. Be here. Let us pray. Hallelujah. I know the women meet on Saturday morning for prayer. Be here. Devote yourself to prayer. Be dedicated. Be faithful to prayer. And also have your own personal times when you pray. Hallelujah. Be filled with the spirit for power. Amen. Without the spirit of God, we can't have the power. Hallelujah. Shall we stand? My prize, this message really encouraged you. It is my hope that you look forward to listening to the next message. God bless you.